Do you eat the same foods every day? Well, there is something called the Groundhog Day Diet, and we're going to be discussing a little bit about this Groundhog Day Diet, and is it healthy to eat the same foods every day? All the nutrition information out there today, everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're gonna break it all down. I love when people send me articles and are like, Laura, check this out. Well, I recently received an article from a listener from Yahoo News that talked about this Groundhog Day diet. Now, I've never heard of this Groundhog Day diet. So, you know, and it really talked about what a lot of us do is we generally sometime throughout the day eat kind of the same meal or the same components. Something in our diet is the same every day. And oftentimes I find it being breakfast for a lot of us. Every day might be two scrambled eggs and a piece of toast or oatmeal and a banana. And every day becomes to look like the same breakfast. And they were actually discussing, is this healthy or not? And, you know, a lot of a lot of celebrities will actually do something similar. Some meal throughout their day is consistent. Maybe it's Victoria Beckham always eating salmon or some athletes just focusing on chicken, rice, and broccoli. But so many of us eat the same foods over and over again. So while this Groundhog Day diet is more of a concept than a hard-written diet, the whole concept around it is at some point, at some meal, we are eating some of the same foods. And I think a lot of us just naturally do that because it's easy. We know what it is for somebody who might be an athlete that their dinner is chicken, broccoli, and rice. They know what it is. They don't have to think about it. They don't have to figure out their calorie macro content. It's already been pre-done. So there are those benefits. I think a lot of us that are on more of a weight loss style diet, we have a tendency to do this as well. We get a few couple foods and we rotate them. But what does that mean for our overall health? Is this a healthy way of eating? Now, and as the article pointed out, it has some benefits. You know what you're doing, especially for someone like an athlete. Again, if you know that this these foods you're eating, especially before a performance or a race, you your gut, you know what works with your gut. They'll tell athletes all the time, you never change up foods right before a run, an event, because you want to make sure that you're not going to have any intestinal distress and things like that. So there is that benefit of understanding what foods work for your body. But there is the other side of that. And the other side of that is if you abuse a food, you lose a food. I can't tell you how many times I have seen it with things like pretzels. At night, people ate pretzels every night. Then all of a sudden, pretzels started giving them gas. Now they can't have pretzels without getting extremely bloated. And then it's gone into other issues. Now it's all of gluten that they can't have. It's essentially because you've ate the food so much that your body's like, I don't want it anymore. Get it out of here. I don't like it. So there's the flip side of that is that if we continuously eat a food, a lot of times we will lose the food. It's so important that 
we deal with food rotations. And we talked about that in seasonal eating on how important those food rotations is because your body is changing by the seasons. It's changing throughout the years. Everything is changing. So if we're never allowing our body to change too, it's going to cause issues. So I wouldn't be surprised if at some point salmon doesn't work for Victoria Beckham anymore. She doesn't feel good eating it. Maybe she eats her salmon and she gets really sleepy or she gets that intestinal distress. It's because we have essentially overeaten that food. So how do we keep things easy and consistent for us without overloading our systems with certain foods? Well, one of the things we need to do is I like when we compartmentalize foods. So I call this kind of my oh shit meals is we know we need a green, a green, And that way we can rotate them in out. Maybe one day it's spinach, next day it's kale, then the next day it's romaine lettuce. We rotate our protein. Maybe it's chicken, maybe it's fish, maybe it's lamb. You know, we rotate our grains, rice, quinoa, wild rice, corn. We can rotate these things in and out. And essentially we're not eating the same foods, but it's essentially almost a similar component. So that way it helps us really be able to quickly put a meal together without all the extra added stress of what am I going to eat for dinner? One of my favorite meals when things get really busy are quesadillas. Quesadillas are great because they're simple. And I'm not talking about the quesadilla you get at the local Applebee's that is loaded with cheese and bacon. That is not the kind of quesadilla I am talking about. I'm talking about the quesadilla that has your tortilla shell, about an ounce cheese, and a ton of veggies. And you could swap out the veggies, you can add in more protein, you could change them around, but essentially it is a quick meal and you're just throwing in ingredients and just changing out the variety. And that's one way to really become consistent with things. Now I know some of you are gonna say, but what about cheese? You can swap out cheeses too. Not all cheese is cow cheese. We can do a sheep cheese or a goat cheese or maybe even eliminate the cheese. Do a cheese-free quesadilla. I know it's not a quesadilla without cheese, but we can essentially take that out. You could try a vegetarian type cheese. So it doesn't always have to be your cheddar or your American cheese. Things can change. And that's what we really need, that diversity. And then diversity really helps our microbiome. You know, we've talked about it in so many episodes, how important that diversity in your microbiome is. Gut health has been taking the lead in the health and wellness industry for a while. And it's been taking the lead because it's really important. Now, gut health is not always about taking a probiotic. Probiotics can help your gut health, but it's not the root cause. We want to make sure we have that abundance of different foods. And if you find a food that doesn't work for you, let's say you eat salmon and it doesn't make you feel good, don't eat salmon. Don't continuously eat it because somebody said on the internet that salmon has omega-3s. There are plenty of other ways to get omega-3s than eating salmon. So that's what we want to think about because so many times we know foods don't work for our bodies and we continuously eat them. 
Maybe your issue is cheese, but you love quesadillas. And because Laura told you quesadilla is a great meal, you're going to continuously eat a quesadilla. Please do not continuously to eat a quesadilla if it doesn't make you feel good. That is your body saying, I don't like it. Please stop. So don't eat the quesadilla. Try something else. Try avocado toast. You know, we have to change things up. And it was one of the reasons why I actually started the Facebook group, Eat Your Effing Veggies. If any of you are not on that Eat Your Effing Veggie Facebook group, go to Facebook and find it. Because one of the things is we get so used to eating the same foods over and over again. And remember, if we abuse it, we lose it. That we want that diversity. And sometimes we just get bored. We don't know what to cook. How many of you have stood in the kitchen thinking, I don't know what to make for dinner. I do probably four nights a week because it becomes this monotony. So if you can have something that inspires you, someone last week posted a picture to me with a tomato and fresh mozzarella cheese and a basil leaf on top. That is a great way to eat your veggies. You could throw it in a slice of chicken on that and it is literally a full meal. You have three or four of them and that's a great opportunity. So there's so many easy ideas that not all the time are we thinking about them, but if we have a community that can be built up that allows us to share some inspiring dishes that are simple, I think that's the key, is so much of, so many of us are short on time. We don't have time to go through Pinterest and find things. So if someone's just posting things that's easy and we can swipe through it in our feed, that is an easy way to get inspired to make different dishes to add that in gut diversity. So when it comes to this whole Groundhog Day diet, do I think it has a role? I really do. I think there is something that's nice about a consistency, but mind you that consistency can cause your body to not like that food anymore. So if you eat oatmeal every morning or you have avocado toast every morning, start switching it out. Maybe just have it two or three mornings out of the week and change it up a little bit. Now, I know when it comes to mornings, a lot of times people will eat certain breakfasts because it helps movement. I get it. But I will tell you when it comes to digestion movement, we really need to make sure we are hydrating properly, not drinking too much and not drinking too little and making sure fruits and vegetables are a big component in our diet. I see so many people that suffer from gut distress and it's simply because they are not eating enough fiber in their diets. They're not eating vegetables other than maybe a small side salad with dinner or a couple stalks of broccoli a day. They're not eating enough. They're not eating any fruit because somehow we got really scared of fruit because fruit is high carbs. Eat the fruit. You know, don't eat too much, but eat the fruit. This is what it is. So we're putting in these oatmeals and everything like this, and we're not taking care of the root cause. Now, there are other ways to get your gut moving. And definitely, if you were having any kind of elimination issues, you need to talk to a professional. There are so many reasons why that could be happening. But if you've gone through them and everything's good, you can try teas. There are are really good teas that help relax the the colon and the intestines to move things along. Make sure you're hydrating. Things like magnesium can be helping. A lot of times we're not eating enough fruits and vegetables and high mineral content foods that we're not getting in the proper amount of magnesium. 
So taking magnesium, making sure we're sleeping, we're not eating too late. I can do an entire episode on proper elimination techniques. But the thing is to get yourself to the doctor if you are finding those issues and start there. So yes, I think the Groundhog Day diet does kind of have a role to play, but I think we need to really focus on that flexibility. So while having certain foods on hand could be easy, we want to make sure that we're rotating them. Again, it's kind of crazy. Everything we talk about is always about balance and moderation, and this is no different. And if anybody would like to read this article, I went ahead and put the article in the show notes so you could read a little bit more about this article. I hope you guys enjoyed this today's episode, and don't forget to eat your effing veggies. I'll talk to you all next week.